Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, what's going on? Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Wow, a lot has been going on recently and I'll get into it a little bit more with my topic today, which is emotional intelligence and entrepreneurship. But before we get into the topic, I just want to remind you that I offer free discovery calls, which if you're struggling to find that clear direction, you want to get an idea of what your purpose is, let's hop on a free 30-minute chat where I can help you do that. Head on over to the link in the show notes and book your call today. And if you're an entrepreneur and maybe you just need a little bit more clarity, you need some help on mastering that mind because I know sometimes mind gets into all sorts of out of control feelings, uh, you can book a business audit session as well. Both these calls are absolutely free, so head on over to the show notes and book your call today. So as I've talked about in some of my previous episodes, I believe part of the reason why I drank was my inability to handle my emotions, right? Drinking did something for me that basically created a solution in my life that allowed me not to feel, not to acknowledge what I was feeling. And so I spent a lot of time, of course, suppressing any traumatic situation that happened in my life. Now, when I got sober, I remember I probably in the first two years of sobriety cried more than I have in my entire life. And it was really uncomfortable. I didn't like the feeling that went along with having to acknowledge these emotions and really just ride them out, right? I wanted to suppress them. I wanted to get rid of them. There was always that mentality of kind of suck it up, right? You're stronger than this. But now what I've noticed is since I've developed more emotional intelligence in my life and I've learned how to acknowledge and recognize those feelings and part of it has come from my training through the NeuroChange Method program and becoming a master practitioner. Um, It's helped me in dealing with trauma and you know I had a specific situation recently where I really got to put that into practice. When I first got sober I was very reactive right like I said I tried to suppress 
my emotions, my feelings. I had that suck it up mentality. You know, I was um, always pushed as a kid to do better. I developed perfectionism, right? And so anytime something happened, I just wanted to stuff it away, right? Um, and, you know, I always thought, well, I'm a grown up, right? I should know better. At a certain age, I should be able to handle these things on my own. And I had a really hard time when I wasn't okay. I had a hard time admitting that I wasn't okay. You know, I had a hard time reaching out to people and saying that I need help. What I didn't realize, though, is those kind of thoughts, those kind of behaviors really had a negative impact on my depression and my anxiety. And, you know, when I finally realized that it was okay to not be okay, right? That was that was a first step. When I realized that it was okay to ask for help, because I think that, you know, had I not finally reached a bottom, right? When I stopped digging and finally asked for help, I mean, up until that point, my pride kept me in that place of self-pity and feeling just sorry for myself, right? In that big pity pot like I've shared about on the show previously. And in early recovery, as I learned to feel those emotions, at first things were really uncomfortable. You know, I remember crying in 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 front of a friend, um, you know, and I, I've cried in front of people before, but it was always very uncomfortable and I try to brush it off and like just you know, jump up and be okay again. But when I really like just let the tears flow and I said how I felt and I admitted it, there was a sense of freedom, right? Learning to express what I was feeling, what I was going through and being able to talk openly about that allowed me to get that stuff out of my head. And so I slowly stopped just repeating these stories in my head, right? Creating these scenarios that were unnecessary because if I just acknowledged what I was feeling and talked about it, I could get it out and therefore I wasn't suppressing it and I wouldn't feel that anxiety. So as I've learned to express how I feel over the years and recently as I really dug into the world of emotional intelligence and what that looked like, I learned how to first recognize how the emotions were showing up in my body. So there's a little exercise that I go through in some of the training that I do where, you know, you sit down and you think about a specific emotion. So maybe sadness, right, comes comes to mind. And you sit there with your eyes closed and you just really think about, you know, the last time that you were sad and you kind of, you relive that identify where does that emotion show up in your body, right? Is it your chest? Is it your shoulders? Because I notice that, you know, when I get tense or I'm worried, I start to shrug my shoulders, right? And therefore my neck hurts, my back starts to ache. So where do those emotions start in your body? And then from there, because our brain needs to catch up a little bit, we acknowledge that, right? As an emotion, okay, I am feeling sad. And But what happens is if we don't take that pause, right, and we don't think first before we react to things, um, we don't have a chance to really process how we're feeling, why we're feeling it, and then learn how to do a response, right? Because like I said, I was very reactive. I would get defensive right away, or I would lash out. Like I did all sorts of things that would just make the situation worse. So what you need to do is just take a pause, right? So first I learned how the different types of emotions were felt in my body and also 
learning to recognize that certain emotions, and I'll give you an example, you know, being nervous, right? Maybe you're nervous because you're doing a speaking event. Maybe you're nervous because you're doing a webinar. Um, that can show up the exact same way as excitement. So being able to learn to go, okay, you know what? Instead of telling yourself you're feeling nervous, telling yourself, you know what? I'm really excited about this opportunity. You know, it feels like I'm nervous, but I'm actually not. I'm really excited and learning to shift that perception, right? Because those two types of emotions can be felt exactly the same in the body. Now, very recently, I have been going through a lot of change. You know, as you know, if you've listened to the show, I left my corporate job back in March and I was making some changes. You know, I become a full-time entrepreneur. So I've had to also be more mindful of my time, more intentional. And there's all sorts of things that I've been sharing with you guys on my journey into, you know, really establishing myself as a full-time entrepreneur. Well, recently I had made a decision that I was going to move out on my own. Now I'm 45 years old and I have never lived by myself, believe it or not. I've always been with a spouse or with a roommate and the experiences of I've, I have had being alone were not very memorable ones, right? They weren't experiences that I enjoyed. I felt very lonely because I hadn't learned how to love myself. And so this was another big shift for me. And, you know, there was a bit of trauma. Um, Some additional things happened in this transition. And of course, you know, having to really hone in on my emotions and really feel them and go through this traumatic experience that I just went through, you know, fear started to come up for me. There was fears of, okay, am I going to be able to pay my bills month for month? Am I going to be able to handle my rent? You know, um, that feeling of never living alone. I mean, I've been with a roommate before that had, had kind of moved out, you know, before, um, the end of our, our living arrangement. Right. So I had experienced being by myself, but I never, I always felt very lonely, right. Until I actually started to learn how to be alone when I started traveling for business. But you know, that fear was okay. Now that I'm on my own, um, I need to keep my business going, right. I have to be intentional. And so I, in the past would have either shut right down, if something traumatic had happened, right? And not being able to move forward, not being able to do the things that kept me healthy or on the flip side, I would have pushed through, I would have suppressed everything that I was dealing with and eventually that would have led to a massive burnout where I just crashed and I could be out for longer periods of time. So that is how typically I have handled traumatic experiences in my life. But this time around, I knew that I needed to take the time to feel the pain and sadness. And so I prioritized myself. I looked at my calendar. I got the things done that I needed to do every single day. But then I also put myself first. I dove into my recovery harder than I have over the last few years, right? I started going and being around my support network more. I started opening up and talking about my experience more. I allowed myself to cry instead of letting those emotions cripple me, right? Um, I surrounded myself with good friends. You know, this this past weekend as I'm recording this, I went out with a bunch of women in recovery and we laughed our asses off, right? We laughed so hard we were crying. And 
just to be around those kind of friends and to know that you're loved and supported, that allowed me to take the time that I needed to get my head back in check, right? I felt those emotions. I felt that grief. I felt that sadness. And when I felt like crying, I did. Now, being an entrepreneur, though, you know that you have to keep moving forward, right? We can't just stop uh, because, of course, if we stop, we're not making an income. I had clients that I needed to deal with and make sure that I was serving. Um, I had calls that I needed to make. I had podcast episodes I needed to record. And so first, I basically just rearranged my schedule. I did all the important stuff. And then I just regrouped. I gave myself that rest. I relaxed. I got into my exercise. You know, I went on four hikes last week and I felt really good. I ate well. You know, I wasn't overeating. That was another thing that I would typically do is when I couldn't handle my emotions, I would just binge eat, right? I'd eat everything that was super terrible for me, but I became mindful and acknowledged what I was feeling and really treated myself accordingly. And this helped me get to a point where I felt as though I was strong enough to continue because the reality was, right, I had to work. I had to make an income so that I could survive. One of the other keys that I wanted to talk about in this is for those of you that are in recovery and those of you that have taken that spiritual journey, I also had faith. You know, I was very resistant uh, with my faith um, in the beginning of recovery. I, you know, didn't believe that there was anything out there looking out for me, but as I started to develop my spiritual journey within recovery, I learned how to have faith that everything would be taken care of, right? My needs would be met. And that happened early on in my recovery. It happened when I left my job and became a full-time entrepreneur. And it happened now when I decided to, you know, venture out and embark on this new part of my journey with, you know, living on my own and learning how to really be okay in my own skin with my own company. And, you know, it allowed me to take that leap again. You know, I was listening to somebody yesterday talk about taking those leaps of faith and, you know, having these dreams where that one of their, the parts of their lives were ending. And so a new one could, you know, could start. And I feel like that's what I've been doing over the last few months. And I believe that, you know, having that purpose, which is something, as you know, I'm very passionate about knowing the direction that I want to head in, knowing what I need to do to get there. And now being able to teach other people to do the same, that has really helped me, you know, and when you learn stronger emotional intelligence, you know, you learn what those triggers are. What are the things that happen to you that cause you to react instead of being able to pause and respond? Once you start to identify those triggers, then you can really start to create change, right? You can take that pause and you can make sure that, you know, you respond in a more productive way. So of course, if you have any questions about emotional intelligence or you want to look into getting some more coaching around this topic, it's something that I'm very, very um, passionate about helping others, of course, discovering their purpose and learning more about mindset, belief system, emotional intelligence, make sure you reach out. You can reach me at tamar at theroadforward.ca. Just type in, in the subject line, emotional intelligence, and I'd be happy to jump on a free 30-minute call. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm going to expand on this topic a little bit more throughout the month of September because I think that this is, you know, having that emotional intelligence, really shifting that belief system 
it's important, especially being an entrepreneur, because you have to believe in your abilities to achieve your goals. And once you can get to that point, you become more resilient, you develop stronger emotional intelligence, and it all just kind of blends together into just an amazing future that you can create for yourself. So guys, if you haven't already, make sure you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone and join our Zoom calls. We do them bi-weekly. This is a chance for you as an entrepreneur to really share your ideas, share your areas of expertise, get some feedback that you need and to do some amazing networking and meet some very amazing people. I hope to see you on the next call and I'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.